Welcome to Coffee and Converse. I'm Diane and this is a show for lifestyle entrepreneurs, those people building a business to support their life instead of living to build a business. If this is you, stick around for strategies on doing business more efficiently with more ease and in a way that feels oh so good to you. Hey, hey. So today I want to dive into a topic that I feel like I'm seeing everywhere. But I'm not sure if it's just because it's something I've been thinking about diving deeper into for the podcast. And it's like that, you know, the frequency illusion, like when you buy a red car, all you see around you now is red cars. I feel like I'm seeing a lot of people talking about this, but at a kind of very intro level. So I wanted to dive a little bit deeper into it today and give you a real grounding in it because I want you to think bigger when it comes to delegation. So if you think back to ye olden days of like Game of Thrones time, delegation really meant sending somebody to represent you. That person had to have all the authority and all the power to negotiate and sign treaties and agree to things, make decisions on the spot in your stead. You were sending them to speak for you because they couldn't drop you an email and see if you agreed. Their word became your word. And that's become a little bit more watered down in modern day organizations where we've gone from deputizing full authority to more assigning tasks and responsibilities to team members. But I really want you to keep that vision of like Catelyn Stark negotiating on behalf of her son in your mind as we talk about delegation. Because that is the ultimate goal of delegation. Now, you may never get there, but if you hope to one day sell and exit your business, that business has to operate without you. And if you want to think about a second business or you want to really just focus on the big picture, that's the level of delegation it requires for somebody else to be running your business for you. So we're going to walk through the levels of delegation that you can be seeing in your business and that you can be aiming for. And we're going to talk about the key element of delegation that we tend to miss as the CEO in our business. And without it, we can't advance up these levels of delegation. But before we get there, let's just take it right back to the very beginning. And I like to call this delegation level zero. This is the kind of delegation that everybody in the world does. Everybody. And that is automation. We have become so used to our lives being automated that we don't really give it that much thought anymore. We have apps that can turn on your lights when you're not at home. We have apps that can wake us. We can tell them to wake us gently with the sunrise. They can tell us whether or not we're recovered enough to go to the gym. We have delegated that power to something else, right? It just happens in this case, it's an app instead of a person. But because we're so comfortable with it, it's a really good place to start thinking about delegation. And I'm willing to bet most entrepreneurs who listen to this episode, their very first app or software for their business was probably some kind of calendar tool. And you give that tool the authority to make decisions for you. Sure, you've told it like, hey, I'm happy to work Monday to Friday. These are my working hours. And hey, here's the link to my Google calendar so you can see when I'm not available. But other than that, it's deciding on your behalf whether or not you can meet with someone. It's setting up where that meeting is going to take place. Okay, granted, that's usually just Zoom, but it is acting on your behalf. You may never have thought of this as delegation before, 
but you have given technology the authority to act for you within a set of guidelines. So I know people get really up in their heads about delegation. And so I want to bring it back to this thing that you do every single day, which is delegate some of your authority to an app or a piece of software. So what's the next level up from automation? So that kind of level one for delegation is really what we call task delegation. So you assign a very specific task to be done in a specific way in a specific time frame. And this is how most people get their foot in the door with, with delegation. Usually it's a process that you know really well. And the idea is that you create really clear expectations, you provide the guidelines, and you give the person any resources they need. This usually comes in the form of standard operating procedures or SOPs, training, supervision, it all has to work together. And the general process for this kind of delegation goes, identify the task, find the person who can do the task or hire the person, give them really detailed, clear instructions on how you want it done and what it looks like when it's done. You may offer them some training on it, and then you keep a really close eye on their progress. When they go off course, you give them feedback, you give them guidance, and the success of the delegation is, did the task get done correctly? Now, that's not to say that you necessarily have crystal clear SOPs for everything that you delegate, but if you're thinking, hey, I'm going to film a loom so that somebody can see how I do this process, you're doing task-based delegation because you're telling them how to do the task. You may allow them to make some tweaks to make the process more efficient, but in general, specific task, specific way, specific time frame. So often this can feel like where you tend to be micromanaging and so it's not super popular and people are like, you need to do like the next level. You need to get beyond this level, which is great. But task-based delegation actually works really well if the task is pretty routine and doesn't require much decision-making. The person who's taking on the task can follow your procedures and create the outcome that you expect. So if somebody is new in their role or they're new to the business world or they're new to this particular area of the business, this is going to be a really structured approach to allow them to be successful. So delegation of just tasks does have its place in the business but does require a bit more supervision and management, and as a result, can be a bit more time-consuming for you. So what's the next level up? How do we jump up from task-based? Well, the next level of delegation is outcome. So delegating an outcome means you're delegating a specific result or a goal to somebody, but you let them decide how to achieve it. So you get really clear on what you want them to do. So I want you to grow my Instagram by 10% in six months time. Very specific outcome. But you are not saying, I want you to grow my Instagram by 10% in six months. And here's what I want you to do. I want you to post three times a day. These are the types of posts. No. So what we're doing when we move from task to outcome is we're inching closer to that Catelyn Stark in the field on behalf of her son level of delegation, right? So it requires you to have more trust in the individual. But that individual has to have the right experience and skills and the ability to make decisions independently and to problem solve in that situation as well. So the process for delegating an outcome is slightly different in that you're going to get really specific about the outcome rather than the task. So very specific about what does success look like? What is the results that you are after? 
based on that, you are going to look at who you can delegate to who has the skills and experience and ability to do this. And then you want to have a really open conversation around what you expect and when you expect it by and allow them the opportunity to tell you where they think there might be challenges or constraints. And then you want to make sure that they have everything they need to achieve that outcome and that you're there to support, but in a more hands-off way than you were in task-based. It doesn't mean you completely ignore it. You're still keeping track of progress and offering support and feedback where needed. So again, where we were delegating the task, we were very specific about the task and how to do it. When we're delegating the outcome, we're delegating the results or the goal and allowing them to fill in the gaps around how best to achieve that. When you are recruiting somebody to be a team lead or to fit into like a leadership role in your business, I often see people giving very task-based job descriptions, right? You are hiring at that level, at that team lead level, for somebody to know how to achieve the outcome. You're not hiring a team lead to delegate tasks to them. You're hiring a team lead to give them the outcome and for them to already have the knowledge and expertise to deliver that to you. So outcome-based delegation is great. And this is often where we're trying to get to because you can see that it's more hands-off for you. And you could bring someone in who is outcome-based, who manages somebody who's task-based. But if you think of you managing two individuals, task-based requires a lot more of your input and management than outcome-based does. So once we start hitting tasks that are more complex, that require quite a bit of decision-making and problem-solving, you're looking for somebody who can handle outcome. So you win because you get to be more hands-off and they win because they get to flex their muscles a little bit more as well. Now, the third level of delegation is one that we don't very often see in small businesses. And this is strategic delegation. When a CEO delegates at a strategic level, it's usually to the C-suite and it's based on your ability to trust the experience and the expertise of the person that you're delegating to. Because at the strategic level, delegation is about empowering that person to own the business's goals and objectives and to drive results. So you're not giving them an outcome. You're saying, this is our goal for the year. Go forth and deliver this. So now we're in true Catlin stock territory, right? Maybe not 100%, but we're getting there. You have given them the power and authority to make decisions and to act on behalf of you and the business. What you want to make sure of if you are thinking about doing this is that you have very clear expectations and guidelines and that you have strategic objectives that you have set and that your values are in place to give that kind of boundary so that people know where they can drive without veering off the road completely. What's great is if you can get to this level is that it really frees you up to do that CEO big vision, next big moves kind of work and still allows you to make informed decisions for the business because you've got all of this feedback coming into you from these strategic partners. But it does get a little complicated with small businesses. We can sometimes, as an industry, be a little free and easy with those C-suite titles, right? Calling somebody a COO where they do not have this power and authority to act on your behalf or on behalf of the business really becomes a vanity title, whether you've given it to them because you're trying to keep them and, you know, they want to be called that particular title or whether you want to be able to say that you have, for example, a COO. 
the title without the responsibility is not delegation. And this, this level of delegation can be really hard to reach in a small business, right? You might not have the team. You don't necessarily have the budget to pay for somebody full time. So maybe you have fractionals for some of the roles to help you out. But even in those fractional roles, again, it's that same delegation. You're trusting the person. It always comes back to you're delegating authority and power and you have trust. So think about the trust jumps that we've had to make from delegating a task where you're trusting someone to follow a task list to trusting someone with an outcome and letting them decide how to get to that outcome and then trusting somebody with one of your big business goals and trusting them to reach that goal and drive the rest of the team to reach that goal. So those jumps in trust is often the hurdle that most entrepreneurs think they're facing with delegation. We hear like, oh, it's quicker to do it myself or like they won't do it the way I want to do it. Or everybody's got a horror story of something they delegated to a team member and it was a complete disaster and now you're terrified to do it again. That is all of that trust scale. You have to have that trust to jump those levels. The problem is, is that what people don't talk about is how to get that trust. And this is the part that everybody seems to miss is we talk about delegation when we should be talking about development. We should be talking about how do you develop your team to be able to take on the responsibility at the next delegation level before we start thinking about do I trust them to do it. Trust comes from consistently delivering on something you said you would do, right? So if somebody has a task and they do it, day after day, month after month, and they always do it and it always comes out right, you will trust them to do that. It doesn't equate to I now trust you to figure out how to deliver this outcome. You have to invest in that person and develop them. So it's not just a straight swap. People act like you can just flip a switch and now suddenly can someone can deliver an outcome. And that's why people fail and that's why everything becomes a huge mess and people don't want to delegate. You have to think about what does the person need to be able to deliver on that outcome? What skills do they need to learn? What soft skills do they need to learn, which is often what gets forgotten? And how are you going to provide that? And then how are you going to provide them space for them to try? And from that trying will come the trust. And it's the same at that next level, at that strategic level. What development do you need to give to somebody for them to be able to shoulder the responsibility of a C-suite level role in your business? How do they need to be developed to become a strategic partner for you? Everybody talks about hiring and getting stuff off of their plate and delegation coming from this, how does this serve me as the CEO? But it's a two-way street. You have to develop trust in them. And the only way for you to develop trust in them is for you to develop them. So delegation in a small business is very much about the team, not so much about the CEO. If you think this might be impacting your business's growth in 2023, let's get together and make a plan to change that. Head to diamea.com forward slash growth, book a growth call, and let's have a conversation. If you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to follow the podcast and leave us a review.